Are you living the Delaware Beach lifestyle? You can't live at the beach and do nothing. This up-and-coming year-round area has lots to offer. Find out where to eat, play, and serve. Living the ultimate dream. Imagine spending the entire week doing whatever you want. Going for jogs, going for a bike ride, going golfing, going to the beach, going to different shops, going out to eat, doing all these different things, walking the dog, having the grandkids come over, doing all these things. And guess what? You don't have to clean. Imagine having someone else professionally with clean equipment, background checks, picture IDs, uh, email notifications, communication, people that you love and care and trust come into your home with all the right tools, with all the right stuff. You don't have to worry about anything and cleaning your house. Yes, I said it. You don't have to bend down on your, in your toilet anymore. Hire that guy with a broom. This show is sponsored by that guy with a broom. You can check out whyamicleaning.com uh, today and mention 302 Lifestyle. You'll get a special. Have you heard of float therapy? Holy cow, this is like the biggest secret in America. <laughs> I think the world. Famous people, athletes, all these people are doing f- float therapy. And it's called Urban Float in Rehoboth. You can go to urbanfloat.com, uh, click on Rehoboth, and check out these guys. You're basically sitting on 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt. It's the most amazing, relaxing thing I've ever done in my life. I've gone about a half dozen times. I'm going to go every week. My skin, my body, my joints everything just feels so amazing and you're on this weightless de-stressing pod for an hour i love it you get a discount uh, your first time you can also uh, let them know that you're from 302 lifestyle check them out guys sponsored by urban float Kristen. hi how are you (laughs) good good so uh thanks for meeting me here a little early uh let's see here so i was kind of looking through your stuff now are you located in delaware yes so i currently am at a private practice atlantic psych associates in delaware i recently moved here i live in ocean view but um i moved in july july okay and you're coming from up in new york yes yeah the hudson valley it's like an hour north of the city that area wow okay so uh what brought you down to um to delaware really it was a combination of covid and realizing how fast-paced and expensive the lifestyle in new york can be and how much stress that causes so (laughs) coming down here was a blessing yeah so high intense stress uh new york to uh lovely beach town delaware mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so okay so you're in new york uh you ended up coming to delaware mm-hmm. uh you're loving the beach town you've been here not too long and now you are helping people you got a lot of stuff in your background but you're basically uh, a licensed master social worker um helping people basically Yeah, so mental health troubles, family troubles, Um, social work is interesting because it's more of a mix between psychology, sociology, 
political science, a little bit of neurology. We kind of like mash it all together to really take care of a person as a whole, because we understand how people are connected to their environments, how people influence other people, and then also how like the past can influence us now. So there's a lot of detail in the curriculum that allows us to kind of broaden our scope once we graduate. Wow. So that's pretty deep. So how do you, how do people end up like finding you or reaching out to you? I didn't see, um, do they have to go through the state or how does that work? So we have a website. It is, let me just double check the actual address. For the practice I work at right now, I'm not the only therapist there. There are obviously more. The website is AtlanticPsychAssociates.com and we're based in Lewis. And people can contact me at csauter at AtlanticPsychAssociates.com if they okay. want to email me. C-Sauter. Okay, and I think you put... Okay, I do have an email here, but it's not... Uh, it's not the same one. I was thinking that because I was like, I would rather have people email my, obviously, the... Okay, so um, if I if I say, hey, Kristen, how can people get a hold of you? You have that information, so you can... Yeah. Okay, and then uh, after we're done, I'll just get that from you so we can make sure we put it down below so if people are needing help, um, you can do that. Sounds good. Okay. This is a really cool project that you're doing, by the way. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. How has it been going for you so far? Uh, it's been going good. So the funny thing is uh, my wife and I started a cleaning company uh, nine years ago, we're behind Al Casapula's sub shop okay. uh, on Atlantic Avenue. Mm-hmm. And over the years, we've just met like hundreds of homeowners uh, moving here from different cities, New York, Baltimore, D.C. And like all of them are like, we don't know anyone around here. Do you know someone to help with this or help with that? And we literally have like 2,000 people in our database. And we're like, man, um, if we could just like, cause we met so many cool people and awesome business owners and people like yourself. We're like, if we could just create somewhere where the homeowners can kind of have somewhere to connect to, not only would it add value to us, but for you and other people and business owners and uh, people with just great ideas that just want to share it with the community or help other people. Um, it would also just be so awesome for you guys to have that connection uh, so it's free for you and it just uh, adds value to our customers too. So, yeah, thank you. That is, um, so you are doing social work, even though you don't even know it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because part of it is, is referring people to the resources. All right. Welcome to 302 Lifestyle Beach Podcast. We have Kristen here, uh, who was just amazing talking to her a little bit. Uh, she is just helping people just to like, discover themselves and um, helping them throughout their journey in life. And Kristen, you came from a high stress, high environment, uh, New York City. Uh, my wife and I actually came from Las Vegas. So a little similarities in just the, you know, constant life going on and hustle bustle, the traffic and all that stuff. So Super excited to, to hear uh, your journey and why you even came to the beach. How did you know about it? Uh, what brought you from New York City to here? And how did you get started? And what do you do? <laughs> A lot of questions. Yes. What should I start with? Okay. So what, what brought you from New York City to the beach? Okay. So 
what really brought us here, so my boyfriend and I moved here in July. There was quite a bit of turmoil in New York, as everybody knows, with COVID. Um, and that kind of sent me, at least, into this kind of philosophical upheaval of how I was living my life. So I decided to move somewhere where I could take more time to myself and not live in such a high stress environment that also included a lot of, you know, overworking and also being underpaid. Living in the New York economy is not easy for anybody. <laughs> um, and especially if you're a social worker, because and more often than not, care positions or positions of care in our society are just generally underappreciated and underpaid. So down here, I actually was able to become part of a private practice, um, which I wasn't able to do in New York at the time. And the beach is obviously so relaxing, so calming. Um, and it, it's been great since I've been here. Now, Krista, before we dive into what you do, uh, so how did were you born in New York? Uh, how did you end up there? Yes. So I was born in New York, uh, Westchester County, just a little bit north of New York City. And then when I was eight, I moved uh, to Dutchess County, which is even a little bit more north. So we're about an hour north of New York City. But I've been commuting over the past few years to school. I went to Adelphi University. I'm still a student there, um, but we're virtual right now. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So how did you know about uh, the beach, uh, 302 Beach area? Okay, so actually, my boyfriend's father retired here three years ago. So he was kind of our in to the area because we had been coming and visiting him down here. We loved it, everything about it here. Yeah. The wildlife specifically, um, just the temperature is so much different than New York, even <laughs> though it's not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, so... Uh, you got into social work and we were talking a little bit before the show how uh, people don't even realize that they're doing social work and just in general, just helping uh, others, which is uh, huge for us in this area. So how did you dive into that? How, what uh, prompted you to want to start uh, helping other people? Okay. So I guess I had a, a revelation when I was, I don't know, 17 or something. And I was sitting in my room, like, what do I really want to do with my life? Um, and I just thought, you know, I really want to help people. I didn't know exactly how I was going to do it at the time. So I did my undergrad in psychology. Um, I knew I wanted to help people with stresses, with mental problems, with family problems. So things like that. Um, I always kind of had, was that friend to give advice to friends when they would ask. That's always kind of been my role anyway. Um, and then with psychology, there's a little bit more of a research focus and a focus on the individual, whereas mm -hmm. social work takes into account different like sociological, political and biological influences altogether in a person. And that's kind of how I weaved into social work because there was more job opportunities ultimately um, in social work because you can work with so many different fields and so many different kinds of people. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So my sister, uh, she became a psychiatrist really. Oh, wow. Um, and hearing some of the stories and stuff. So I didn't, I didn't even know the difference. Uh, so, but I, now that you say that, yeah, it makes sense. So uh, counseling or, or some type of field where you are like, 
in that type of environment, it's more of like a research base discovering like a problem. But with yours, it's more looking at like the whole picture and uh, aspect and um, helping in a different way. And you have more options. Uh, wow, that's big. Okay, so, all right, so New York to the beach. A lot of people come here, and I'll say, too, just talking to you for a little bit, uh, you're very calming. Uh, it's very easy to talk to you, and um, it's, it's definitely a great quality, especially in the line of work you're in. Um, I hope to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Okay, so a lot of people are coming to the beach area for that exact thing. Uh, you're in high stress, especially through in a time like COVID, Tell me, before we get into like what you're doing, um, tell me, I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. Um, uh, what about it, about the beach is calming? You brought up wildlife and things like that. So what are some of the things that have helped you kind of de-stress? So it's always been a point of comfort for me to feel like I'm a small fish in a big pond. Hmm. But in New York, it's kind of different than here. So the sky is smaller. We'll put it that way. (laughs) The sky is smaller in New York. Um, And also, the ocean has no mercy. Mm. There are rules of life that you have to abide by that I think are great rules to keep in mind down here. Whereas the environment that I was living in, in New York, it It is much more, or I guess for me, I'll just speak for myself. It had to be much more egocentric for me to actually accomplish the quote unquote goals that I was setting for myself. Um, Because there are so many competing demands kind of surrounding you there. Hmm. Whereas here, you, if you want to shop, you can shop. You don't have to. If you want a bagel, you can go to the store and buy a bagel and make it at home because you have time (laughs) (laughs) or you can pick one up. It's just the pace is so it's different. Yeah. Now they say the lower, slower Delaware and Mm -hmm. uh, some like businesses or people take that into saying like, oh, I can just do what I want. But I like your approach of saying I have more time. Like I don't need to be in a hurry, you know. So in Las Vegas and, you know, just traveling through New York, it was kind of like this too. There's this constant thing in your back saying you need to hurry up. Like, (laughs) and yeah, coming here, that was our, our experience was like, oh, you know what? Like I can actually take this home. I have lots of time, you know, and you still have this, this thing of like, oh, I gotta, I have things to do, but it's a, it's not a push, you know, it's not like a, like traffic pushing you or honking at you, you know? Yeah, exactly. I feel like there are environments where we're kind of all hurrying. And then if we stop hurrying, we feel like we're doing something wrong. And that's not true. It just means we might be in the wrong place for us Hmm. at that time. Now, psychologically, that's even like a huge stressor, right? And it's hard to even help people, I I would think, um, just because like you're dealing with so many environmental uh, you know, stimulations and stressors. It's very true. I mean, the time down here that I have to reflect is immense compared to what I had in New York. And 
as a therapist, as a social worker, as, you know, a researcher or a student or a teacher, whoever you are, taking the time to reflect when you happen to influence other people in a way in which you have some kind of power. I mean, as a therapist, you definitely are the person that someone is going to go to for advice. Mm. So it's really important to stay sound of mind when you're in that position. Wow. Okay. So we're leading up to what is it that you do specifically? Thanks. So I am a social worker. (laughs) Um, I'm a social worker. And what that means right now is I am currently in the PhD program at Adelphi University School of Social Work, and that's in Long Island in New York. Um, I also have done work with the police in New York to work on social work police collaboration to help people on 911 calls. Wow. So essentially assisting in mediation, de-escalation, providing information to officers, having them provide information to me, um, that has been a huge benefit to my overall life and career is learning from the officers that I've worked with so far and being able to kind of be in that environment and work with people that you can trust. Um, I'm in private practice down here. I have also led coalitions um, against substance abuse in New York. That was my actually that my last position that I held before I moved here, my, before I moved to Delaware. Um, so social work is really, it's a mix between psychology, sociology, political science. It really works together to help communities, people individually. Um, yeah, it runs the gamut. Wow. So that's a, that's a lot to unpack. So not only are you um, helping police officers and those 911 calls. Wow. So what's, I have so many questions about that. Like, you know, what was your like favorite or maybe not even favorite, but just most rememberable uh, 911 call? (laughs) Am I allowed to even ask that? Yes, you absolutely are. (laughs) Um, So, I think the most memorable call that I had was I was with another officer and there was a woman in the city that I was working in and she seemed to kind of be in like a state of psychosis, some kind of like schizophrenic break. She felt like she was, you know, hearing something in her ear. Uh, She seemed a bit older, which is usually it would be very odd for someone to experience their first kind of like episode Mm. at 50 or 60, but we obviously had no history on her. Um, And what ended up happening is after much deliberation, we were able to make a sound decision to actually get her a ride back home to the Bronx where she was from. So normally what would happen in an instance when a social worker isn't there is somebody who is experiencing symptoms like that would be usually sent to the local mental health acute psychosis unit, which is something like basically you stay there for three days and they discharge you. That's kind it's kind of like an in and out cycle. And after I was able to interview her and get some information from her because 
I obviously understood her symptoms. I've been trained to understand them. I've also been trained to talk to people with symptoms like that um, for, you know, six years. <laughs> I was able to discuss it with the lieutenant in charge and we were able to make a sound decision on, you know, she's really not going to get the help she needs. She doesn't even have her phone with her. You know, we really need to make sure that this isn't just another cycle. So part of what I want to make sure happens in this world, if I can do anything, is just help us stop these kinds of cycles that stress out us as the people who are mentally ill, whoever is caring for right. us. So systems like policing and systems like mental health institutions, you know, those, there's a lot of cyclical behaviors that happen where it just continues the stress for all of us. Wow. So what I'm hearing is like, and I've had people like this in my life, or I think even times I've like felt <laughs> crazy or something, but Me too. So what, yeah. So what I'm hearing is like a lot of times something extreme happens. So there may be a person, um, just reacting to something that's happened, maybe a trauma or something in their life or their environment or something either outside of themselves or internal that is causing someone to react a certain way. And a lot of times when you get a call or a 911 call or a family member or a friend or a neighbor is dealing with a high stress situation where this person seems like they're crazy or, you know, they're just an addict or mm -hmm. something's going on where this person looks like from the outside, mm -hmm. like they are just a, a crazy person or a mean person or, you know, just condemn that person in some way. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is like, you have education on knowing like symptoms. So you can pick up on, okay, this person is acting this way. So let's just find out, is this just something internal that is like a cycle or maybe they stop taking medication that helps uh, regulate chemical imbalances, or maybe there's something going on in their life that they're re just reacting from a high stress like cortisol or, you know, some type of habit, you know, in their life. Maybe there's some treatment we can do to kind of get them back on track or deal with the underlying problem. Mm -hmm. um, wow, that's like really big. So now is there something that let's just say uh, I'm somebody listening right now or I have a family member or a friend or somebody at my workplace that uh, is there something that people can just kind of look for maybe like um, just a few things that if you notice something about someone like what are some things that people can do proactively to help someone not not to condemn them but say oh this is actually something going on maybe I can uh, try to help this person that's such a good question so if the person that you know is somebody who trusts you, then telling them or approaching them in a way, prefacing it, saying with, you know, I really love you and I want you to be healthy and I care about you. And I think that this might be an issue in your life because it seems to be stressing you out. You know, so approaching it from the point of benefit of the other person, if it's someone who trusts you or who you trust is a great place to start. If say it's my neighbor who I don't know very well yet, I might find a point of contact if I felt like it was appropriate. So say I know 
I know her sister a little better than I know her. And I might start to just ask some questions and see if there's anything up. You know, do you guys need help around here anytime? You know, just let me know. Those kinds of being able to help someone that we don't know as well or might not be as comfortable with, that's kind of a trickier situation. And ultimately, in the end, it has to be the person themselves who is willing to change. That's the only way change is going to occur anyway. Yeah, and I've kind of dealt with that. Um, So alcoholism, addiction, that's like a really Mm -hmm. big one. So like a lot of times... You know, you know, if you have a family member or a friend, a lot of people have dealt with something like that. Um, You know, there's this internal thing of saying, you know, I want to help this person. But underlying, if that person just doesn't want to change or they're just happy in their whatever it is, Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do. But, you know, if there's something going on, I think what I heard was like, just kind of call out, hey, I'm only saying this or I'm only bringing this up because I care about you and I just want to make sure that you're happy. And it seems Mm -hmm. like whatever is going on is making you unhappy. Exactly. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like all these people I can like, <laughs> no, 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 no. but uh, okay. So you have this, uh, this high intense thing where you're just causing like, you personally are like really helping people with uh, 911 high intense stuff. But now, so down in ocean view uh, you're with a private practice so um, I want to just make sure people can reach out to you if, you know, they're curious or they have questions or they think themselves has something going on and they could use someone to kind of look at symptoms and things, or they may know a family member or something that could use some help. How would they get a hold of you? So you can email me at csauter at atlanticpsychassociates.com. All right. So uh, we'll plug in some links down below, guys, uh, that you guys can reach out to Kristen. And um, cool. So now that you've gone from New York to Bethany or not Bethany, uh, well, it's all the same. There's like, Basically, there's like 10 towns, right? Yeah, it's a stone throw away. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ocean View area. Uh, what have become some of your uh, favorite things to do to kind of you mentioned some things that you like? Uh, like the environment, uh, the ocean, things like that. So what, what are some of your favorite spots that you found to kind of de-stress? Um, so not far from my house is Three R's Road um, off of one. That's just a great place to go and sit. You can drive there and park and then just like step out onto the beach. It's perfect. Um, I also love uh, Cape Henlopen Park and the Asawoman Canal Trail down here. It's so close to my house. I love to go and just yeah, I love that place. take walks. Yeah, it's beautiful. So uh, walking. Um, is there anything like a technique or something that people can do if they find themselves kind of getting worked up either in life or just, you know, in general? Uh, do you have any like go-to things that, you know, kind of recommend to people to kind of calm down? Yes. Um, So breathing techniques are a huge way that you can regulate your nervous system in even a moment of tension. So if you even were to say inhale for two breaths and X or not two breaths, inhale for two counts and exhale for four counts, doing a ratio like that, a one to two ratio, whether you inhale for one count, exhale for two, the ratio is all that matters. And essentially that engages your nervous system in a new way and releases calming 
energy in your body. It essentially is going to lessen the cortisol and adrenaline that you might be experiencing. Oh, I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And wow. So the, so just the breathing in general. So there's like a lot of research on breathing. Um, I, I was Lots just reading s- some book about um, how Americans have like started like breathing through their mouths a lot and how like breathing through your nose <laughs> just in general can really help with your body and uh, you know, keeping your immune system up. Uh, Absolutely. Really, really cool. I love this stuff. And then my favorite thing is like just going down to the beach and just, just standing there. I mean, it's like in the summertime, especially I'll try to get like just five minutes. Uh, three R's is a great place, but I'll yeah. Where do you like to go? Yeah. So all those places, uh, I love the, the Indian river bridge, uh, three R's, uh, there's, um, you know, you have acid woman, uh, I'll go down to, um, Oh, uh, we've gone to Assateague so many times, by the way. Assateague is the place to go. I can't believe I didn't say that. You but... get like beat up by the horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had like food down on the beach and um, there's like a big group of us. And all of a sudden these horses like just walk up and like, they're like these gang members. They just like push everybody out of the way and just like took all of our food. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, super funny. Um <laughs> Okay, Kristen, what's one of the biggest myths about social workers? That they're going to take your kids away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I hear social worker, I, I feel like it's like, you know, one of those uh, sh- theories or shows on TV where the social worker comes and takes the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Social work is it's interesting because it's a newer profession. It was really kind of founded more in the late 1800s, early 1900s as a helping profession that was really more focused on helping people with whatever they're struggling with, as long as we can be qualified to do so, rather than saying, I want to be a psychologist. Now I can help people with mental illness, or I want to be, you know, a doctor. Now I can help people with a certain disease. It's more of a person centered approach. So if someone is listening, considering social work or um, uh, what would be some things that, uh, you would say some highlights that uh, people would say, oh, wow, that does sound really good. Well, you can work with so many different kinds of people and so many different types of problems once you have your license, once you've gone through, you know, all the education you need to get. Um, For example, I was the coalition coordinator of a substance use prevention coalition in New York. I also worked with the police. I worked with children with autism. I worked with runaway homeless youth in a shelter. Um, I've worked at other homeless shelters. I have done um, research that's been published. I have had the opportunity to help write books. Um, There is the opportunities are basically endless if you become a social worker. Wow. Now, do you see all different types of age groups in that? Or is there something people can do without going to school? Um, If people just in general want to help out? um, You know, there's a lot of like homeless in Delaware. There's uh, a lot of substances, abuse stuff and programs popping up. Do you have like a go-to place? Like if, if you're trying to recommend or refer people to go for information, is there somewhere people can go to get that kind of stuff? So getting information on it would more depend, I would say. So there is no centralized system for social work. <laughs> However, 
there are different things you can do like advocacy. So advocacy is something that you might be able to do without having a degree and you might even be able to volunteer to do it. It depends on the advocacy organization that you're associating yourself with. But basically advocates are there to kind of make sure that people are heard. So for example, if I have say a client who is 10, who has autism, and so verbally, he really can't express himself as well as he would like to, but we have great rapport, me being there for him as a support to kind of help him through whatever conversation he might have to have, um, or basically just kind of being that support person for somebody in the moment. It's It means so much to people, hmm. but it seems sometimes like we don't really know that. Oh, so yeah, like just not judging the situation or what's going on, but more or less just being someone that someone can talk to. And yeah, and I think just realizing that, you know, we all, you know, thank God we're not all crazy on the same day because <laughs> I feel like, you know, at some point in time, you know, we all run into a, a an issue or a problem or a thing coming up. And so just being someone that someone else can talk to and then being willing on helping that person find help or something like that. So absolutely. Absolutely. Really cool. Oh man, Chris, I just love the 302 lifestyle and you've been Thank here you. from New York. So what are some of your favorite food spots? <laughs> okay. Food spots so far. Um, Christina's kitchen, which is an ocean. Yes. View, they have <laughs> such awesome food. Um, also big fish, love big fish. Um, we go, I mean, I know this isn't exactly 302, but we're so close to ocean city. I go to Annabelle's, um, barbecue, uh, mm. Thai spice kitchen is also yes. a place in Lewis that I love. <laughs> I love Thai food. Um, and sock it to me for sushi. Yeah. Can't beat that. <laughs> And there's also a uh, shout out to Flying Fish. There's also a really good sushi place in Fenwick Island. Ooh, I'll have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Love all those places. And Christina was actually on. So we had Christina's Kitchen on. Did you? Yes, they're awesome. Uh, you have to listen to the video for The Secret Code if you're looking for a free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Okay. So, Kristen, just so glad you're in the community. Um, I think it's really important that we have people in the world, in our community that are willing on helping and reaching out to others. And uh, yeah, love it. So you ready for the lightning round? Yes. All right, here we go. What's your favorite book, tool, software, or video? And why is it so great? Or, so I don't have to say all. Yeah, yeah, just or. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, I would say that one of my, my favorite book of all time right now would be something called the four agreements. Ooh, four agreements. Who's that? Do you know who that's by? Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, let's check that out. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> it is a, it's an easy to read personal philosophy book that can help you pretty much through anything. If, if you can get the four agreements, it's just four things to remember can four really agreements. help. Oh, I love it. All right. Yeah. And what is one question I should have asked and what's your answer? <laughs> oh, a question you should have asked. Huh? Oh, what are my cat's names? 
I saw the cattail. Yeah, that was so rude. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even say hi to Mr. Cat up there. It's okay. So I have Sue and Fifi. They are they are my quarantine cats. They literally follow me everywhere. Wait, Stu and Fifi. So Stu off of the Rugrats? Who was that? Sue. You those names? Sue. Oh, Sue. <laughs> oh, Stewie. I do remember the Rugrats. I'm so glad that I'm like not the only person. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's really cool. Uh, Kristen, any plans for 2021? Keep living here, enjoying yeah, life, helping people. Yeah. So would you recommend uh, anybody listening from all these big cities around us that they take the plunge and move to Delaware Beach? I think it's an excellent decision, yeah, to say definitely. the least. All right, guys. Kristen, thank you so much for being on. Um, we're just always uh, excited to have someone on that's uh, helping the community. And once again, guys, we will put down uh, how to get a hold of Kristen down below. If you uh, have any questions or issues or people in your life or you yourself are looking for someone to help you, uh, especially that has the knowledge to know symptoms and stuff like that, uh, we will put all those down below. Kristen, thank you again. Thank you so much. This was excellent. And I appreciate you creating this podcast. Yes, definitely. And guys, keep living the 302 lifestyle. Wish you could spend more time having fun and less time with chores? Go to 302beachtalk.com to get $20 off a home cleaning. You'll be entered to win a completely free cleaning. Eat, play, serve. Sponsored by That Guy with a Broom. And Urban Slugged.